Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. Today is part two of the interview that me and my little sister, Kelsey Carrier, did together. If you haven't listened to part one yet, make sure that you go back and listen to part one. There's so much awesome and valuable, hopefully, content that you have in there and things that you can learn about me that you maybe have not known in the past. And also some things that my valuable things that my little sister shared as well. I think this conversation has just been going so well and I'm excited for you guys to hear part number two. But before that, do you want to be more fit and more confident than ever before in just 10 short weeks? If so, then you should join the 10-week transformation program today. Just go to nickcarrier.com where you can learn more and we will collaborate to cast a clear vision and create a simple strategy to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Prepare to show the world the most fit and most confident and best version of you. That's what the 10-week transformation program does. But without further ado here, let's get into part two and get closer and closer to your best you with the one and only my little sister, Kelsey Carrier. We've talked about um, talked about your workouts. We've talked about your nutrition philosophy. Now, another area that I've seen you talk a lot about and that I know you're very passionate about is, is habits. You love to form habits. You're a very habit-driven person. So I wanted to hear you talk a little bit about... Um, the importance of habits. And then if you could talk about maybe one or two of what you feel like are your most important habits, I think that would be a good place to go. Yeah. So I think I've heard this quote somewhere before, but habits are the compounding interest of self-improvement. Just as when you're trying to save money, you want to do it early and often because the effects of compounding interest, same thing with habits. The earlier you can start reading, the earlier you can start working out right and eating right, the compounding positive effects can just skyrocket themselves um, as you as you do it more and more often. And so that overall is like wh- why I feel like habits are so damn important because the benefits that you get from them will just continue to compound each other moving forward. I feel like, let's see, the next place I want to go, I'll talk, I guess, about the few habits that I'm doing now. So my most important habits can sometimes change, but every single morning now, and I've probably been having this same exact morning for maybe the last three months or so, my first three habits are the exact same, at least that I write down on my to-do list. And that is write down my future truths, which are essentially the things that I hope to be true about myself in the future. And they're essentially goals that I have. And I right now have like five future truths that I write down every single morning. There's a literally like the five goals, then a line, then the next day, the next day, next day, next day. And I have like seven full sheets of paper like this. And I just write them down every single morning because when you write down something every single morning, you remind yourself that that's your goal and you wire your brain to seek out things during your day that will help you or distract you from achieving those goals. The more you write down your goals, the more you will wire your brain to seek out things during your day, during your week, during your month that will help you achieve that goal. And so keeping it at the top of mind is absolutely crucial. That's the first thing I do. The second thing that I've been doing for the last probably few months now is been going through a Bible app called YouVersion. And it's laid out so simply and so well to where there is just like a daily devotional where there's a two minute video, then a prayer, then a few paragraphs of thoughts and like a quote or something or like a scripture reading. 
And I've been doing that takes five minutes max after I write down my future truths. And so those take, those are pretty quickly. And then I read for 30 minutes right after that. So those are the, the things that I do at the start of my day, but so much, there's already so much that I haven't said that I know has just been so ingrained that I don't even realize that it's a habit anymore. So to set myself up for success before I wake up, I make sure I program my coffee to be brewed by the time I'm already up. That's really important. Then when I, first thing I do when I wake up is brush my teeth. I fill up a glass of water and I have that glass of water while I get ready, while I shower, while I get dressed and the glass of water is done by the time I have my clothes on and I'm ready to start those other habits. So I've already had a full glass of water, 12 to 16 ounces. Then I go grab my coffee and then I do those first three. I made my bed too already during that. So that's a huge habit that I don't even realize I do anymore, but I always make my bed. And then I sit down with my cup of coffee and do those few things. So I'll kind of, I guess, end it with that um, and see if you what follow-up questions you might have because I know I can go deeper into different things. Yeah, so I know you've got a lot of habits. Um, <laughs> we heard just a few there, but I do think it's really important to have a, a morning routine just sets yourself up for such a successful, productive day. That's really great. And I'll, I'm going to just hit on a few key things as to how I go about creating those and why I'm so good at following through with them. The future truth thing is very quick, very simple, and I plan out to do it every single morning. I have it written down with a box that I can check after I'm done doing it. Having that box to check off is super important, and it's simple, it's quick. The second thing is the Bible app. Like I said, it takes me a max of five minutes, and one of the reasons why I'm really good at following through with it is because it's so quick. I'm not telling myself that I have to pray for 30 minutes. I'm not being unrealistic with what I'm willing and able to do. And the other thing that it makes it super easy to follow through with is it's very specific. The app is very laid out in a way where it's do this, do this, do this, you're done. So that specificity really helps me out a lot as well. And then with reading, I say 30 minutes. If I told myself to read for an hour every single morning, I probably wouldn't do it because that'd be a little bit overwhelming. That'd just be too long. 30 minutes is my sweet spot where when I finish the 30, I kind of want to read for a few more minutes. So it leaves me wanting more, which is good because it, it keeps me fired up to do it the next day. But at 30 minutes is the sweet spot where I feel like I'm getting enough out of it, but it's not overwhelming. So I kind of wanted to just say those things as to why I fall through at a really high level with those. Yeah, definitely important that it's, you know, a reasonable goal, reasonable habit to do every single day. So I think that's very important. So another thing that I've heard you talk a lot about is your kind of philosophy on the different, um, I forget what you call it, sections of your life. Pockets. And different pockets, different pockets of your life, like all of which you feel are very important to be in balance and for a certain number of those to be improving at any given time while not a single one of them is really falling off. So talk about those different pockets of your life and what your philosophy is there. Yeah, so to just brief background, I'll keep it brief, is... I told you guys I started the Best You Podcast because I wanted to help or I wanted to work on creating a framework that I can follow and that everybody can follow on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to get closer to the best version of themselves and a specific framework that you know to follow. And what I've discovered through the Best You Podcast is the last question that I always ask my guests if you've ever listened is, 
what's three things that you can currently do or currently work on to get closer to the best version of yourself? And those answers from all of the podcast interviews that I've done at this point always fall into six categories. And it's your career, your finances, your health, your personal life, your spiritual life, and your relationships. What I truly believe is one of a, uh, the way that you get closer to the best version of yourself is you need to be managing or slightly improving in all six areas at any point in time. But you need to choose one that you're spiking in. And when I say spiking, it means you have a big goal in that area or you're spending the most amount of time in that area or you're trying to grow the most in that particular area. You're putting a lot of energy into that area. So it's the whole idea of focus. In order to grow or achieve something meaningful, you need to focus on that. You can only choose one big goal at any point in time because if you try to do multiple big goals, then it's the law of diminishing returns. The more you try to take on, the less that you're actually going to accomplish. So you need to pick one thing that you're trying to spike in. But at the same time, you can't let all these other things go. If you let any of them go, I believe, for too long of a period of time, then it's like everything else can crumble underneath it. I think it's having a foundation. Like think of it as building a foundation for your growth. If any of the areas are not grow or are not managed, then that foundation starts to get weaker and weaker and weaker. And some moment in your life could happen. A significant other can get an illness. Somebody close to you can pass away. You can have a big financial loss. You can have a big thing happen. And if you don't have that sturdy foundation, your life can come crumbling down. Or you can have six months where you're just in absolute despair. You can have three years where you're just like, what the hell is going on in my life? So I think you hear this so much from the podcast that I listen to. You hear it so much from really successful business people or athletes because athletes might be all in on their health and on their performance of their career, but they forget about their finances. They forget about spending time with their significant other. And maybe once they retire, they get divorced or they lose all their money or whatever it is. They Their foundation was not built to support them. And same thing with be very successful business people. They've only focused on their career for so long, so long, so long, so long, so long. And then a significant other passes away or they get divorced or something happens and they get really tested. And maybe they go five years, 10 years where they're they feel completely lost. And so you need to be constantly managing and slightly improving in those other areas so you constantly have a strong, sturdy foundation so that even when negative circumstances arise, you have that foundation that will support you to work through them. So there's the managing, but I believe we all have the capability to find one that we can spike in, to find one that we can achieve a big goal in. And so I'll just finish it off with, I believe that everybody needs to define what managing and slightly improving means for them. Maybe it's for me, for my spiritual life right now, it's do that Bible app seven times a week and watch a YouTube church one time. That's not a whole lot, but I believe for me, that's what I need to do to manage my spiritual life right now. That's what I need to do to feel like I am being successful in my spiritual life. And the best thing about it is defining success for you in those six pockets is up to you. It is your responsibility to take ownership for what success means for you in those different categories. Yeah, I I love that. And I, I think that concept is so cool. And it's something that I know has helped me a lot too. You're talking about the different pockets. It's keeping that in mind and like being okay with 
one of them really, you know, taking more of your time at any given point in your life. But I think just knowing that that's okay, as long as you keep the rest of the foundation strong is just really a, a good analogy and good thing to keep in mind. So since we've kind of jumped into more of your vision of personal life as well, um, I want to jump to one of the crowdsourced questions that we got. So a couple different ones were kind of on this same topic, but um, I did want to ask, you know, one of the big phrases going around, especially during the pandemic, is how to maintain a work-life balance. And knowing that you might be able to relate in a different way, you you know have your own company, you are very much an entrepreneur doing your own thing. How do you maintain a work-life balance? But then also, what would you say for kind of your average person in a nine to five corporate job, even though you're not in that life yourself, but I'm sure you've had clients there and you got friends and family members there. So talk a little bit about what you think people can do to maintain that balance. Yeah. So I'll start with it from my personal perspective and I will acknowledge the fact that I think it's hard for me to answer because I do, especially with Best You, love what I do so much that I'm, I am okay working seven days a week on it. And so I'm not constantly looking for ways to have that, quote, balance. I'm not constantly looking for ways to escape work, which is another thing about what a lot of people are doing and and what they think of when they say work-life balance. So I think that's kind of the first thing I want to say on that. The second way to touch on it is making sure that I define success for myself in those six pockets of life holds me accountable to spending energy in all those other areas, right? Because like, I believe I'm trying to spike in my career right now, but making sure that I write down in my relationship categories that I'm going to call Con and Kels this week and like, make sure I have a phone call with my parents. Like that holds me accountable to make sure I'm holding up my relationships in my life. And sometimes relationships means this weekend, I'm going to make sure I hang out with this friend and this friend. Um, And then- also, you know, defining success in those other pockets forces me to spend time in those in those other pockets, not just career. So that's really big for me to making sure that I'm not just having complete all my energy on work. And then the other thing that I'll say with, with regard to the concept in general is I hate the phrase work-life balance because of the framework that I just told you. I don't believe there's ever a balance. I don't believe there's ever a balance. If you think about sheer numbers in regards to how you spend your time, Most people spend at least eight hours at work a day, five days a week. On average, that's 40 hours. The amount of time that you're then also going to devote to your health, your personal life, your relationships, your family, your spiritual life, these other areas, it is not going to be 40 hours a week. So in sheer regards to the math, there's not going to be actual balance. So you need to make sure that you're when you say work-life balance, you're defining what that means. And I believe what work-life balance means is you're managing or slightly improving in these other areas of life. You you make sure that you're attending to the other areas of life. And then in regards to other people and traditional, maybe nine to five jobs, and they're not, maybe they don't hate what they do, but maybe they're not thrilled about what they do. That, you know, again, it's, it's hard for me to almost answer it because I'm not in that place. I think what I'd like to, um, I'd like to take a stab at it. 
Yeah, give it a give it a stab, and then maybe more thoughts will come to me once you go. Yeah, so I'm going to be perfectly honest here. I, it's something I struggle with, along with a lot of other people. You know, I, I like my job. I I like to work hard, um, but I do find it hard, especially working from home, logging off and putting the computer aside and taking my mind off of it to really have that you know easygoing evening, really enjoy myself, keep my mind off of those things. But I think a couple simple things that I've done that have really helped with that is to really set a cutoff time for yourself where you want to keep firm boundaries. I mean, if you can, some people, yes, you might have a day where you have meetings later than others, or you have a, a big deadline. But for most of the time, setting that cutoff time for myself has been very helpful. And then the second thing is really creating a workspace. I know some people that work in their bed or work on the couch. And that might be something that works for some people out there, but I found it just does not work for me. I think having a completely separate space, separate room to have my work environment in just really helps. And you know, any feeling of a commute type atmosphere is helpful, whether it's walking down the stairs, walking down the hallway, getting out of the place that you do everything else in your life has been very helpful for me. Yeah. No. And I think, um, more thoughts came to me when you were talking. I think breaking things up is huge. Like you said, like take breaks, go on a walk, go outside, like get outside is huge. That's like proven stuff, like proven science stuff. And then one of the things I was actually talking to a client, a couple clients yesterday on how she's so in her inbox just all the time. And one of the things I told her was when you plan out your day and you plan out your to-do list, plan out when you're going to attend your email plan out that you're going to attend your email from nine to 10. And then you're planning again, maybe from one to two or whatever it is, whatever, whatever works for you, whatever, whenever you need to attend to it. Because when you plan out when you're going to attend to your email, then you can get the other stuff done without your mind being on what's in my inbox right now, because you know, you're going to get to it at 9am. So it's at eight 30 and, and you're working on something. If you have planned to go in your email at nine, you're not going to be as tempted to check it at 8.30 because you know you're going to check it at 9. And so you can stay focused on the thing that you're actually doing. So I think just like you said, the creating boundaries and planning out your day in a certain way is really important. So like one of the things I just had a guy on, the podcast that at the time of this recording is dropped this week. I don't know if you've listened to it yet, but when we hopped off camera, when we, we stopped recording, his book is called Thursday is the New Friday. I got it right back there. His book is called Thursday is the New Friday, and he talks about working less to boost your productivity and creativity. And I asked him, what's like the first step to forcing yourself to work less? And he said one of the things that he did because he was very much a calendar person and scheduling thing out, schedule out person, he started scheduling things in his calendar that were not work. But because it was in his calendar, he was going to go. And so like for me, I, I one of the things that I thought of, and I haven't done it yet, but I need to schedule out like when I'm going to go to the driving range. So I, if it's in my calendar, I'm going to go and it's blocked off and, and meetings or phone calls or anything can't penetrate that time because it's already accommodated to go into the driving range. So I think that's really important too. Like, you know, you have intramural soccer game that you're going to go tonight. That's already in your schedule. So you're not able to actually work up to a certain point because you already have something in your schedule. So I think planning things out that are fun and that you enjoy to do are really important because 
then that part of your schedule cannot be infiltrated. Yeah, I, I love that. And I did listen to that episode and that really resonated with me, putting something in your calendar. I think even if it's like a, a 10 minute break in the middle of the day, put it on your calendar so that no one can schedule over it and you're going to go take a walk during that time. Something as simple as that. But I think that's really important. On kind of the safe wavelength of the um, different pockets of your life, one of the other questions we got was, have you found it hard to keep up with siblings living in different cities? So tell me a little bit about that with me and Con both in Denver now. Well, so it'd be interesting to hear your perspective on this as well. But so I think one of my, one of the keys to any success I have had or keys to my motivation or keys to my happiness is having such a strong relationship with everybody in my family. I think it's just kept everything in my life so much easier so when other things go wrong, at least I have always a, a family to, to fall back on. And so I've always like wanted to keep in touch. So there was never a, I have to keep in touch because it's my family. I was always like, I want to keep in touch. And, but I will say like- I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I call Just Kelsey, kidding. she says, she sees Nick's calling and she's like, crap. Yep. Deny. <laughs> but- no, but like I, I literally, I literally do what I said earlier. I would literally write down in my relationship section of my planner, call Connor and Kelsey. If it's, I mean, like, especially if I, I don't need to always plan it out, but oftentimes I keep it in there because maybe I know I'm going to do it already, but just the sense that it's on there and it's reminding me and it's something that I get to check off. I'm more motivated to do it. Uh, even, even so. And like literally the practical way that I do it is when I'm cooking, you know, when I'm cooking, I throw in my AirPods and I call you guys. That's when I make a, a lot of calls to my family. And the same thing when I'm driving to Chattanooga, that's often a time where I call and, and catch up as well. So I think it's, I think one of the most practical ways to do that is finding times in your day when you have the ability to do that, when you have the ability to throw in your ear, your earphones, your headphones, your, your AirPods, whether it's a lunch break at work or whether it's a, a walk that you have or whether it's your cooking use that time to make the phone call. You, I, I think that's one of the best practical pieces of advice that I could give. And, you know, we tried to, as a family, schedule a regular Zoom call, I think at one point, and that happened like one time, but we don't really need to do that because we always talk to each other. No long, it hardly ever goes longer than two weeks without talking, but most weeks I feel like we at least make some sort of connection. I would agree. I laughed when I got that question because I don't think it has been difficult at all. I mean, get regular calls and I just am uh, wondering when you're going to move out here. <laughs> she goes on dates sometime without sometimes without telling me, but <laughs> other than that, we're pretty transparent with our relationship. Pretty transparent, I would say. Okay, so I have... A couple more uh, crowdsource questions I want to ask. So I'm going to ask the first one and then I'm going to move to kind of a wrap up phase. We'll be back to the interview in just a second. But first, I wanted to share a quick testimonial from a past participant of the 10 week transformation program. I started running the 10 WT in the beginning of 2020 and I've had over 150 people on counting go through it and they've seen amazing results both inside and out. If you're inspired to join after listening to the testimonial, then go to nickcarrier.com to learn more. 
We'll get back to the episode in just a minute, but first, here's what they had to say. Hi, I'm Hillary, and I joined the 10-week program for overall fitness goals to work on weight loss and just overall well-being goals. So far, I've lost 12 pounds. Uh, I've gained a lot more muscle. I feel like my endurance has increased, and I've made a lot of new friends. And my favorite thing about the program is all the friends that I've met, also just holding myself more accountable in different areas of life. I feel like I've improved in nutrition, fitness, and just well-being. You should join the next 10-week program. So the first other one from uh, my good friend, Grace Packer. <laughs> What's up, Pack? Who is the best athlete in the family? <laughs> you. That is, uh, wh- that is always my first answer to that question. I believe, so all of us, I have an older brother who uh, hopefully will interview and could come on the podcast at some point as well. An older brother who's two years older, Kelsey's two years younger. And my brother was a wrestler and football player, great athlete. I played football and baseball, pretty good athlete. My sister was a soccer and basketball player, great athlete. I'm tr- she grew up with two older brothers, so she had a little bit of an advantage in that sense. Uh, <laughs> being being forced to play basketball with us when she was younger in the driveway, being forced to... <laughs> to I don't know if I should say this, but the game smear the queer out in the yard. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, we were just <laughs> always playing... But like, seriously, we were like, seriously, <laughs> we were always playing sports. When we had the crew in our neighborhood, we were playing sports. We were playing manhunt. We were doing all that kind of stuff all the time. And I do believe that all of us were natural athletes for sure. But I think that that's one of the biggest thing, one of the, a, a big thing that, you know, made us even and better athletes. And I think got you started off on the right foot, having us as being athletes and, and being competitive. But um, with regard to, with regard to, I'll finish it with this and why the opinion is the way it is. With regard to comparison amongst your peers, Kelsey was undoubtedly the, the best of the three. Well, I, th- I think it's a funny question. And I, for the record, I, d- I don't think I was. But anyway, <laughs> I think both my other, bro- my older brothers are great athletes and both in different ways, which is really cool. I think Connor is like extremely agile, quick, flexible, which is what made him such a good wrestler. And he can do a he can do a standing backflip. He he does crazy things. He can walk on his hands for like thirty yards. He was a cheerleader at University of Colorado. Like he was unbelievably athletic and strong in so many strange ways that I would never be able to do. Yeah, it's pretty uh, unique athleticism he's got. But then you know you've got your you've always been super fast, strong. You've been quick and you've been a like a very just smart athlete, a very smart baseball player, football player. So I think it's just cool that each of us kind of in different ways had that um, like different athleticism. But I think <laughs> if our father were to have his answer, he would be the most athletic. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And it could be right. One of the things about me is I, amongst the three of us, I loved probably sports the most in regards to watching them, playing them. And because I watched them a lot and and saw how different sports worked, there's not really a sport that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty coordinated and I can, I can pick up most things relatively quickly. So when it comes to sports, I'm relatively versatile, I would say. All right. Awesome. So I do want to move on to kind of a wrap up phase, if you will. 
And there's one more crowdsource question, but first I just want to ask you a couple of my own questions. So where do you see yourself and your company, Best You, in 10 years? I want to have a morning show that is, you know, I like Ellen, the show. I want to have a morning show where people tune in and you have the ability to join the show in Nashville, like 40, 50, 60 people, where where I run a live workout with people so people can join from their living room. People can come join in person. They can buy a ticket to like Ellen and we do a 30 minute workout in person and it's high energy. It's fun. People are meeting other people similar to how I do with my events. And then afterwards, there's a combination of entertainment, interviews, maybe a little bit of news, but everything positive and, and things of that nature. Because I think Best You exists to create a better world. And I believe that the best strategy to create a better world is for as many people as possible to be focused on getting closer to the best version of themselves. And I think the best modality in which to do that is to keep people engaged in the process of getting closer to the best version of yourself. And I think in order to keep people engaged in that process, a morning show is a potential medium or potential route that I could make that happen. So I would love to have that. Other thing is I would love to have an online platform that is like a best you school. And this might be longer than 10 years, but a best you school in which there are courses that people can take in the six pockets of life. So if I want to spike in my financial life right now, then I can take these few courses. If I want to just manage my spiritual life, I can take this course. If I want to X, Y, and Z, all the different categories of life, I would love to have a platform where people can follow and feel very confident that they're getting closer to the best version of themselves on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. So those are like long-term. I don't know if 10 years uh, is long enough, but we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I think those are both super cool. And I also don't feel, I didn't feel very comfortable saying that over this, but uh, <laughs> I've told people, I've told people in the past and I may have like said stuff to you about that, but anyways, it's out there now. It's out there in the universe. More likely to make it happen if you put it out there in the universe, people. Let's freaking go. There you go. That's what they say. My podcast editor will have to pipe down my yelling. Oh, you bet I did. But no, I think those are both really cool goals and I believe that you can do it. So I'm excited to see it happen someday. Do you have any sort of goal to open your own best you gym in the future? That was a um, crowdsource question as well. Yes. From the very beginning, I thought never, but I'm not sure because if those two things that I mentioned are the long-term goals, if the best route to get there involves having a physical space in which to run the 10-week program, in which to run workouts, then I would do it if I felt like that was the best stepping stone. And I've thought more recently that if I could have a space like big enough to have a gym area for the 10-week program, but then also have an area that is for that morning show, that that would be super sick. So anyways, I don't know what the plan is. Got to keep taking one day at a time. And you, you have to try to gain clarity on the long-term vision, but then you can't let that overwhelm you. You have to see what's in, in front of you today and, and take action on it. And then same thing tomorrow and the next day and the next. There you go. I love that when are you going to start hiring for best you and 
will you hire me? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hire you. I really believe in a long-term vision of it where the family is involved 1000%. Like I am, especially as I've been reading these books lately, I've re- just, I'm finishing right now Built to Last, which is about visionary companies. And it's something that I've thought about for a long time, wanting to create a, like, I don't want to just have this brand that's me. I want to have a company that lasts for generations. And I think a huge part of doing that is is making it a family thing. And and I, be, I truly believe that, you know, a lot of people talk about how hard it is to be in business or work with your family. But I, I think our relationships are super transparent and super, have a super solid foundation in a way that that wouldn't get in the way. But back to kind of the question, I kind of have a little bit of a team now. Uh, I have a, we call ourselves the best you crew. Shout out to Vanessa for coming up with that name. So I have an intern. I've always had a podcast editor now for a while. Then I have, I just hired on a best you event manager who is going to be responsible for kind of putting together all my events. And then I've had a long time for a a videographer now as well, but I have those kind of four people in place and we're going to meet on a relatively regular basis and be working more intentionally than I've ever worked in the past. And they're also doing a great job of taking some of the things off my plate that I don't need to be doing, which has freed up both my time and my energy to be really focused on some of the most important things. So I have a little bit of a team now. Yes, I hope to grow the team in a smart way. And I want to create a company in a way that it definitely has a team because that's one of the, like back, I almost said this earlier, the worst part about entrepreneurship is it's lonely as hell, right? Like me being in a room by myself for hours on end, I don't have anybody to bounce ideas off of or anything like that. And so it's lonely. And so like, I don't like individual sports. I want a team sport. I want a team where we can work together to achieve a common goal because any goal I've achieved with Best You has been good, but I haven't really had anybody to celebrate it with. And I want to be able to win a championship as a team. So it's definitely something that I hope to continue to do. Damn, we're getting like into it right now. Like this is not things that I usually tell people. Just making you open up. That's what I'm here for. Open it up, baby. Open book over here for the most part. (laughs) No, it's funny though. When I asked that question, I, I really meant it as a joke, but I really like where you went with that. And it was... You need to become a nutritionist and be my nutritionist. <laughs> Maybe someday. We'll see. Or my just my technology consultant. <laughs> Either or. Maybe both. She's the most athletic and the smartest, just to everybody out there. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we've been talking for quite a while and I could do this all day, but um, I want to keep it traditional best use style here. So before I ask my last question... I do (laughs) hardly keep a straight face, but no, for real. I want to recognize you, Nick, for who you are and what you do. Well, first of all, personally, you've been one of the best big brothers I could ask for, Connor being the other one, (laughs) but you have always been a great mentor, friend, everything I could ask for. So thank you for encouraging me all along the way and always being there for me, but also just who you are as a person, as a professional, even you are super hard worker. You have really gone out there, taken risks, done your own thing. And what you've created 
to date with Best You is incredible. And I'm so excited to see where you go with things. So I just really want to recognize you and let you know that I appreciate you and that everyone in your life appreciates all the hard work you put into this. So there's that. Thanks, Kels. Of course. But I want to jump into the very last question, the question that Nick himself always asks all of his podcast guests to wrap up. If there were three things that you could currently do or currently work on to get closer to the best version of yourself, what would you say those three things are? Yes. I had a feeling that you might ask this. Number one is gain clarity as to what I believe the best version of myself should look like and could look like. I think life is a process of gaining clarity on what the best version of ourself looks like. And I think the best way to gain clarity is to take action and have it revealed to you. Um, I think that's the process of any goal is you got to get like in regards to the six different pockets of life, you need to, we don't know what, when you're defining success for yourself in the six pockets, you don't always know what you should define as success for yourself. So you have to gain clarity as to what success means for yourself in those areas. And same thing, you have to work on gaining clarity as to what the best version of yourself looks like, what they're capable of, what they know, what skills they have. And when you gain clarity on that, then you have more clarity on what actions you should be taking. So number one is gain clarity. Number two is continue to work on building out the framework to get closer to the best version of myself in regards to the six pockets. Like I really want to have a framework in each of the six pockets to follow. So for example, like if you want to spike in your health and fitness right now, I have the framework with the 10-week program. And I want to be able to have frameworks if you want to spike in your financial life, if you want to spike in your spiritual life. I want to be able to build frameworks that people can work in. So number two is build a framework out myself that I can then work through and that hopefully other people can can work through as well in those six different pockets. And then lastly, it's stay focused. As you know, I'm easily excitable. I like good ideas and I say yes to a lot of things. And that's great sometimes, but it also distracts me and it keeps me from staying focused on a particular goal. And I'm, I'm pretty damn good at being focused within a day. But when it comes to staying focused on like a long-term thing, I think that's where I need to work on just being as intentional as possible. So number one is gain clarity. Number two is build that framework and follow that framework. And number three is stay focused. Wow. I was going to recap them for you, but you got it. Also, that's not fair. You had you had practice. You, you knew that was coming. Well, it's also a question that I've thought about for three years, three plus years now. So <laughs> figured you had to have an answer in your back pocket there. But no, that's great. Three great things, as you would say. I just realized that I started really, I, I don't, the first date that I released a podcast was October of 2018. I need to see exactly when it was because this is pretty close to the three year anniversary. Wow. It's pretty cool. Maybe I need to have this podcast come out at the three year anniversary as if, if it's not passed yet. Crap. It might be passed. I don't know. I don't know. I think either way we should title it three year anniversary, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyway, thanks so much for having me on and for answering all my questions. I think I had a freaking blast. So appreciate it. And cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> Best podcast ever, baby. 